out there man listen if katie ends up coming to new york best believe i'm getting on that ass <laughs> i'm getting on i'm not letting it happen loopy i'm not letting it happen loopy you gotta let leave the alone don't post any more pictures of him with no shirt <laughs> oh you know no shirt on with his arms out making fun of nope it's gonna be all good man it's, exactly. it's, it's only you can give that man the royal treatment exactly katie comes here no smoke any picture he posts we got to make sure the hairline is looking right. Yeah, boy. You listen, we got a barber ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> NY barbers don't play. Exactly. Line up will be straight. Mustache on point. Exactly, Trust. Yo. Trust. Yeah, and get, and get Katie some wave cream too, man. No, listen, yo, no, yo. We got to come up, No, yo. you're Ryan going too far, bro. You're going too far. <laughs> you're going too far. We are trying to welcome the man here. All right? <laughs> yo, I'm just, too many jokes. I, it's not really a joke though. First, I'm just, first, bro. No, to you, sure, Ryan. I'm just trying to make sure my man's is fresh. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's fine, but you can't. You can't. No, you don't. You I mean, I'm, I'm, look, look. I'm just trying to look. For example, Enos Cantor. Right. Before he came to New York, he wasn't. He, the drip was not. It wasn't great. You're right. He 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 switched the jeans exactly. up. Exactly. So so he so he felt the New York vibe. And he's like, you know what? I gotta you know I gotta get my drip up. I feel you, but listen, listen there's a way to the, to relay message, dog. Like you gotta be gentle, so you can't be all the way with it. Like your hairline mess, you can't do that, dog. Like we, he, he, he's a little sensitive, man. Like you can't. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And he might hit you. He will hit you in the DM. That is true. That is true. And I don't. I don't want no burner accounts he, to come after he me. He will. I want no burner accounts coming after me. My fault, KD. I'm just fault. saying. I think. I mean, I, I'm, we're not super big, but we're not super small either. So yeah. I feel like we have enough following where he might hit us in the DM. Like, yo, Ryan, why are you talking about my? Like, I, that could happen, <laughs> dog. That is true. Like though. that. That ass. I'm that ass. I'm more worried about the fans than the media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Katie don't gotta worry about that. I mean, as long as Katie's producing, he don't gotta worry about no fans. <laughs> And that boy producing, you see what he's doing out there oh, in the playoffs right there, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that man is going off right now. Yo, okay, hold on. I didn't even introduce us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just completely <laughs> went off on a tangent. <laughs> on a tangent. <laughs> What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick talk just in the Nick of Time. And yeah, this, it's just me and my guy to my left, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Yep. Yes, sir. The JNR show is <laughs> returned. It's not here doing his, his his you know his thing in Philly, being all like adult and stuff. True that, true that. Kathy, 
She's living her best life. She's on been on vacation for like three, four weeks. For real, yo. Kathy need to hook us up with these Bruh. deals, man. Brother, you got a Groupon deal or something? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Groupon deal? You went to Tiffany Haddish? I'm, say, I'm saying like, yo, I'm trying to go on vacation too, man. I'm just saying. You seen this, the stories? Everything looks mad, like exotic. and I know, right? I wanna. I haven't been nowhere but this garage. <laughs> <laughs> For real, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. And Con, I don't know where Con went either. Con, Con is Con with Acon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll be back. He'll be back soon. Hopefully. Yeah, but you know what? You still got us. It's the G and J show. Exactly. We here. Like always, every week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Holding uh, it down. Exactly. Waiting yo. for Katie and Kyrie to show up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, before we get into the Katie and Kyrie thing, uh, uh, Ryan, let them know. We got to keep reminding these guys. What are the important dates that are coming up, man? The important dates. May 14th, NBA Draft Lottery. Mm-hmm. June 20th, the NBA Draft. That's right. Both on a Thursday. May 14th. That's like a couple of weeks from now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, hold on. I might I might need some take. We you know, I'm going I'm going with CP. I, oh, I know right. that. We going. Cuz we covered the last year. You mm-hmm. want to roll? Mm-hmm. I might as well. I mean, let's it, go, man. <laughs> a matter of fact, no. I think May 14th is a Tuesday, my fault. Okay. Yeah. It's a Tuesday? Yeah. I, I might be able to come after work. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, that's happening. We out here. We out here. Word. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. So I started out with that Katie, mm-hmm. you know, clip because listen, I know it's more of the same. I know you're getting tired of it, but now it's, it just, it just seems, it just keeps popping up more and more. Exactly. Like the last thing, Ian Big, when Ian is reporting on it, then you're like, mm-hmm. all right, dog. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, there's some type of validity to it. All right, dog. And I know Ian, Ian always falls back on the fact that. Things can change. You never know. Mm-hmm. He always leave with. He always end with that. Yeah. But it just seems like anybody, everybody, and their mama feels like mm-hmm. KD is coming today. Yeah. Or, well, July first. Well, exactly. <laughs> Once he's able to sign the papers. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yo, and and Ian had some bars today, yo. Let me see if I can read this real quick. If I can find it, I had it. Let's see. Bars regarding KD? Yeah, he had bars regarding KD, man. He had some bars regarding, like, it was mad poetic the way he put it about. <laughs> <laughs> the wording of, like, the, the the circumstances of everybody. So basically, Ian went Shakespeare on us. Yeah. Here, 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 here. Let me show you the bars, because you know, Jay Z just had his B side concert. Oh, yeah. So too, I think yeah, he was inspired. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I was inspired. Were you inspired? I didn't get yeah. to see. I saw the clips, though. Yeah, I saw the clips. It was kind of right. Yeah, it was It was very inspiring. Oh, yeah. yeah I was very. I was throwing up my... Yeah. Yeah, and he was giving the, the Nipsey Hustle bars with the Bob at the block type of... Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yes, hove Brooklyn. Exactly. Yes. Hold it down, hold it down. Hold it down. But yeah, here's the Ian bars. <laughs> okay, okay. It's easier to find street parking in Manhattan. Hmm. That it is to find an NBA executive, player, or coach who doesn't think Durant is going to sign with the Knicks in July. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hovi's on bars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that wasn't some bars. He continues to say, this is not bars, it's just, you know. All right. Some of Durant's former teammates think it's going to happen. Hmm. Per ESPN sources. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Several of his current teammates have told friends that they think it's going to happen. Draymond oh. Green. Yeah. You think at least it has to be Draymond Green? Because you remember when KD exactly. had the fight? Yeah, early in the season. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about. Because you remember, I know when KD came here, I, I feel like he there was some stuff. There was some funny stuff happening when he got here. I, I already mm-hmm. know he probably dipped away for a minute before yeah. he went to join his team in New York. It's like, yo, KD, where you going? Can you, can I go with you? Nah, man, I gotta go alone. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you you know it's business. It's yeah. business, man. I can't know. Yeah. Um, I, I I hit you back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like where are we hang out every th- every every city we hang out. Not today, yeah, no. Not today, man. This is New York City. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explore. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even opposing agents believe this, man. It gets crazy when Max is beaten down in submission. He's like the biggest dick hater ever. Yeah, that man's a traitor. Oh, he's definitely a traitor. Yeah, big traitor. And I'm actually cold key laughing at him the way the late the what because he's the way the Lakers are imploding exactly. right now. <laughs> it, it, it's like yeah, I mean I understand you left the Knicks for a franchise that has won a lot of championships in in their um history, mm-hmm. but it's like it's funny that the team you left the Knicks for they're also imploding. Yeah, and and the Knicks actually look more stable than the Lakers right now, which is uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think one executive even said if you even look at the teams in the lower echelon, the team with the most tools in the tool shed would be the New York Knicks. Yep. So we getting respect. Exactly. But you know what though? I feel inspired today. Okay. I want to talk to Knicks fans out there. All because right. I see a lot of Knicks fans talking about how you know, they're just expecting the worst and this and that. They and they, and they don't want to get their hopes up and this and that. Yo, I got something to say right quick. Oh Lord, don't listen. We, don't don't be too hard on them, right? We've been through a I, lot. I, I I know, I know, but I'm just I'm just trying to encourage the fan base. Oh, like a preacher? Yeah, you know, it's or like, insp- inspirational, inspirational preacher, however you want to put it. Oh, Gary we, Gary Ryan G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put away this defeatist attitude, yo. Mm. I understand, like, yeah, we're all going through that PTSD type thing where it's like, okay, you know, the Knicks will let us down so many damn times. It's hard for us to expect anything great or anything good to happen to the, you know, to the franchise and this and that. But, yo, it's about time we start to turn that thinking around. We, yeah. cannot, we, we cannot continue the negative thinking. I feel you, you man. You know what I'm saying? So I it's like, you, yo. Bro. So it's like, yo, if there's smoke saying that KD's gonna come, yo, believe it. Believe it into existence that he's going to come. <laughs> and, and, and he's gonna and he's gonna bring somebody with him. Yeah, we haven't had a number one pick since 1985. Believe we're gonna get a number one pick this year. We gotta stop that defeatist attitude and believe that things are turning around for the New York Knicks. Well said. Yes. And I hope he comes because if he doesn't, man, that speech is it was, <laughs> it was wasted. <laughs> it was wasted. <laughs> well, if that if that's the case, then once then once you know free agency passes, I'm gonna have to switch up the speech. What's the speech if it passes and we get uh out of Kyle Lowry for Max? <laughs> I, I don't know, man, but but when when that time comes, but that time ain't gonna come because we're gonna get KD. 
Katie's gonna bring somebody with them, and we're getting the number one pick. We we get it all that. Let's go. All right, all right. Now I'm just gonna. I know we we're supposed to get the number one pick. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. just I'm gonna just throw out some math. All right, all right. Knicks have a 14 percent chance mm-hmm. of getting number one pick. Yeah. All right. We really have more of a chance of getting a two through five pick, like somewhere around fifty four percent chance range. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we still have one of the highest chances of getting number one pick out of any team in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Not named Phoenix and was it thirteen Cleveland? I think is it uh Cleveland or Chicago? I think it's Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, we're in there. So I mean Gotta be prepared for all scenarios. That is true. Gotta be prepared for all scenarios. But there is a chance that the perfect scenario will happen. And if that does, then I'll be very happy. But if it doesn't, then um, we just gotta trust that Ninja P, a.k.a. Scott Perry, comes out here. Yes. And, uh, and drafts the right player. Exactly, and drafts the right player. And I was looking for... I was actually looking for an inspirational quote by Tommy Beer. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to find it right now. Because I'm on the spot. <laughs> but he echoed kind of the same thing that you were saying about um just like just uh the notion that the notion that Knicks fans are so used to being hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda like meeting the girl on a blind date and she's telling you she likes you mm-hmm. and you don't believe her because you've been getting the ugly ones the whole life exactly and you're like why is this goddess supermodel want little old me yeah <laughs> that that's exactly the right analogy to you <laughs> i don't believe it and i think that's what Knicks fans are going through right now and perfectly said by time i wish you could find the exact quote uh-huh. but i think i freestyled it all right yeah mm-hmm. i mean the point's made so i mean people get it people get it yeah all right, you know let's let's move on because we got some other stuff to talk about today. Um, there's not a lot of Knicks news, mm-hmm. but what we are going to do is we're going to continue the review of the players. Yeah. Of the season, we talked about a lot of the point guards already. We talked about Emmanuel Moody. Yeah. We talked about Franklin Lakina, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Damian Dodson, and Alonzo Trier, and we're gonna move down the line some more. But before we even talk about that, let me ask you a question. Cause I forgot to ask you, actually, I forgot this is actually on a docket. Okay. Because the other small news that came out was somebody asked Melo, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. If he would consider coming to the Knicks, if Kevin Durant came. Yeah. And he responded, I don't know what his exact response was, mm-hmm. but it was something along the lines of, I got to see what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. So, Ryan G. Yes. Ryan A. Smith. Yes. Hot Take Smith. Yes, sir. Would you take Melo back? It has to be in a certain capacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't be as a starter or anything like that. Like, Melo nah. would Mello would have to accept the bench role. And, of course, he would have to come back for the veteran minimum. I do think, I like, unlike many people, I don't think Melo is done. Mm-hmm. You know, like what many people think. And I believe that Melo still has something left in the tank where if he can just, 
humble himself a bit. Humble himself. And come off the bench, I think he can still be a viable scorer in the league. So I, I, so I wouldn't be I saw me, I wouldn't be mad at it if the Knicks sign him on like a veteran minimum and bring him back as a bench player. I, I completely agree with you. And I don't remember if you remember this. I remember a few years ago we was talking about Melo and I was talking about his ego and I was telling him, you know, he should be careful because mm-hmm. if he's not able to, you know, accept a, a smaller role, then um, you know, he can find himself out the league. And it seemed like he was tinkering on that. But yeah. I felt like he started to try to find a smaller role with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still didn't really yeah, work didn't. out for some reason. Some people might say because Dan Tony just had it out from from the jump. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out, and now he's a free agent. Surprise, no one picked him up last season. I mean, at the end of the season. True. But he'll be available next season. And I will agree with Ryan. I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. For PR, like, for PR? Yeah. That's a great PR move for the Knicks. Considering, you know, the way Melo was treated before he got here and the whole Phil Jackson saga, um, it would be a great PR move for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Basketball. When it comes to basketball, I still feel like he has enough in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would have to accept this role. Yeah. Like you said. Like the defense still concerns me, but right now, uh, the defense of Kevin Knox concerns me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, this is, yeah, like, we can point out a lot of Knicks and be like, yeah, your defense concerns me also. So, <laughs> yeah, so he fit right in. Yeah. I mean, already, you know, on the defensive end. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. If he comes in, I would hope he listens to criticism. I hope he accepts whatever role mm-hmm. that we give him. Yeah. And. He just becomes a sniper off the bench who can, you know, give us a bucket if we need it or just help, help, you know, spread the floor for KD or something in the last yeah. bucket or some, something in that capacity. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's always good to have a score. It's always good to have a score in that second unit and Melo can definitely still fill that role, I feel so. Yeah. And you know what, too? It's like um, <clears throat> if he's able to do that off the bench Mm-hmm. Take that bet minimum. That's all we're gonna have left. Yeah, pretty much. If we if the dream scenario happens. Yeah. That's all we're gonna have left. If he's able to do that, then Amen. Take me home. Pretty much. You're gonna be we are gonna we're gonna go into the archives, you're gonna play the homecoming tape over again. Yeah. And we're gonna <laughs> welcome you back. <laughs> and that'll be that. Number seven's off the shelves. I can dust off my old t-shirts and everything. Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you never left. Yep. Bring that number seven jersey back out of retirement. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Actually, I actually have another bonus. I forgot I even had this planned. Mm-hmm. But I remember after I looked at my notes. Okay. All right. Here you guys go. Listen. I'm going to name two stats. And I'm going to tell Ryan G to pick one of these stats. I'm not going to tell him who the player is. I will reveal who the player is after the show. (laughs) (laughs) College stats. Oh, college. Yeah. He's a college stats. Okay. Who would you rather have? (laughs) This guy scored 14.2 points. Uh Uh-huh. 10.4 10.4 rebounds, 1.3 assists, mm-hmm. 1.4 steals, 62% from the field. Hmm. Okay. And one turnover a game. Not bad. Not bad. All right. This other player scored 
22 points, 8.9 rebounds, mm-hmm. 2.1 assists, 2.1 steals, mm-hmm. 68% from the field, Woo! and 2.4 turnovers a game. Okay. All right. Who would you pick? I know this is hard. This is hard. I put you on the spot. But this makes it even more entertaining for us. I mean, for for me, I th- well, Knicks need talent, <laughs> so I'm going. So I'm going with the guy who can put in 22 a game. Ah, uh-huh. give give me give me eight rebounds, 68 percent from the field. I'll take that guy. You say that guy? Yeah, I'll take that guy. All right, I'm gonna tell you, you picked after. All right, <laughs> <laughs> the show is over. I'm gonna, who did you pick? Yeah, I'm gonna let you know. All right, all right. <laughs> Even though I have a I have a feeling I know who it is. But <laughs> you know, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who it is, but yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till after the show though. If you figured it out, then good for you. <laughs> Do you know the first guy is? Um, f- that that guy I'm not too sure of though. Mm. But the, but the, but the second guy I think I know who that is though. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So now um, now let's get back into the season review. Okay. Now we last talked. When we last talked, we talked all about the guards. We talked about. <clears throat> Moody, we talked about Frank. We talked about uh, who else? Alonzo Trier. We talked yeah. about Dotson. Um, free dot. Free dot. Cut. Damn it. Anything? Anything stick out from you from last week's conversation? I think. I think for the most part, it was just, it was like the offensive and defensive ratings because it's like I need to know how they calculate this because it's like I don't understand how some players who are not that great offensively has a similar offensive rating to, like, a player that is, like, superior offensively. Like, I need to know how they really calculate that. Yeah. That's, like, the only thing that I really take from last week, really. Yeah, because I'll say this, like, I think um, one of the crazy stats was the the Frank Nilakina stats. His offensive rating was a little higher than you yeah, thought like, it would be, considering how he's, like, the worst exactly. shooter. Even though Dennis Smith Jr., really, mm-hmm. his shooting was pretty Bad. I think his three pointers were like in the twenties. Yeah, but I mean, at least Dennis Smith Jr. shooting over forty percent overall. At right, least, right, you know right, right, right. Yeah, but, but Frank is like under forty percent. So that's why I was like, I'm confused as to why his offensive rating is comparable to like Alonzo Trier or something like that. Like, no, I think Alonzo Trier's was actually. Hold on, let me let me go back because I don't have. Let's see. Because I because last week I could have swore like the numbers you gave like they were like similar. They were around. They were like a point. They were like a point off. They were like a point or two off. That's for sure. We're definitely a point or two off. And ISO. It's funny because ISO's numbers. ISO had. He's one of the most efficient ISO scores in the game today. That's the yeah. other funny part of it too. And that's what I'm saying too. Like ISO. What isn't ISO shooting like what forty five percent overall from the field or, so, or like at least near that? Yeah, if I remember correctly, because I don't have last week's paper with me. Uh huh. But um, off the top, I think he is shooting forty four percent from the field. Yeah, that's what I'm in saying. In general, yeah, forty four percent from the field, thirty nine percent from three. I don't remember his offensive or net rating though. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm saying. So I'm like, you, you know, Alonzo Trier is he's like a more he's like a more efficient offensive player, right? And he puts in more points per game and all that. So I'm like, how does he and Frank have similar? Offensive ratings like that doesn't make sense to me, but I need to see how they actually calculate that stat. Right, and yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know Frank Stans will say, because they've been saying it all year. Mm-hmm. 
This is why we can't give up on Frank because he's able to organize people, and even though he doesn't score, he gives the people the rock in the right in the right mm-hmm. stances in the right positions to score. Like he he doesn't chuck enough; he just gives the people the rock in the right place, and people score. Mm-hmm. That's that's their yeah stance on it, and it's like. This is why we need to give him a better chance because it just seems like when he's in there, even though he's not scoring, mm-hmm. somehow when we go on a big run, he's involved. Which is, I mean, at times, at times, yeah, it's true. At times, think, it at is time, true. Yeah, at times, it's true. And at times, it's true. But um, the counter to that too, I feel like, is his net rating. I feel like if Fizdale played Frank. Through the bad times, mm-hmm. the way he played Moutier through the bad times, yeah, I feel like Frank's uh, offensive rating might be even lower, and I feel like his net rating would be worse also because I feel like Fizdale pulled him when things started to get bad. Yeah, <laughs> in my mind, so mm-hmm. that's another way of looking at it too, yeah. or to think about it. When other on the other hand, when Moutier played bad, he kept that. Boy he playing. kept playing. <laughs> he kept playing. For all you Moutier, so all you Moutier fans who want Moutier over Frank, there's your ammo right there. I just <laughs> argue for you. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he was he wasn't out there looking like D Wade though. D with what? Wait, what? He wasn't out there looking like D Wade, dog. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying though, because be, like at the beginning of the season when Fizzer was doing his press conference, or or, or was it like a like a something to the side where he was like being interviewed and he's saying that you know talking about Moody's game or whatnot, saying that you know he's gonna turn Moody into D Wade, but I mean I don't see an ounce of D Wade in him, so I'm like I don't know, I don't know what's going on, man. The saga continues. He got his jersey. He got his jersey, Ryan. Leave him alone. <laughs> his game ain't nothing like D-Wade, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, man. All I'll say is Moody is 6'5", all right? He could take you. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, hey, he probably can. <laughs> that, that, that don't mean I'm just going to throw in the towel, though. So. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh man oh man I'm moving on I'm moving on yeah let's move on <laughs> before I get myself more into trouble oh man alright alright so D-Fade D-Fade yeah. you, you don't want that you don't want that E-Fade that's for damn nah. sure <laughs> <laughs> alright so <clears throat> I'm gonna go with guards yeah since we talking guards next guard I'm going to talk about he didn't play that much Mm-hmm. But he made enough of an impact in my eyes where I feel like he's warranted somebody speaking out about him. And uh, that guy is Kadeem the Dream Allen. Yes. Kadeem the Dream. There's more than one dream. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Kadeem. He was on the Knicks. Yes. Came out nine points a game. I know, astonishing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But he's only 19 play games, and he didn't really play that many minutes. He only played like 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, I felt like he was the best point guard on the court in my, you know, in my uh, when I looked at the game anyway. Mm-hmm. But he had nine points, shot 46% from the field. 
47% from three. Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And four assists in 20 minutes. That's very productive for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And if you keep in track, you know, Moody at 3.9 and twice the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't pass the ball yeah, much. But, yeah, but we all know Moody had Chuck, though, so. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and listen, uh, to, to, to further push the fact that, you know, Kadeem had a pretty good, pretty good run. Yeah. Net rating. Hold on, let me start off offensive rating. Offensive rating, 106.6. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty damn good. I mean, if you look at a shooting percentage, you, you would assume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his net rating would be good. I mean, yeah. His offensive rating would be good. Defensive rating, 110. Which, you know. Yeah, it's, it's that, I mean, that's about average on the Knicks. So. Yeah, it's about average on the Knicks. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's about average on the Knicks, but it's still on the better side yeah. of all of the... Bad averages, like to to let's see, like if I were to give you, I mean, I already know Moody is like one hundred thirteen. Exactly, Moody is one hundred thirteen. Dotson is one hundred ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Frank is one hundred ten. DSJ actually is one hundred seven, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see, this is why I need to know how they calculate these stats because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how, yo. <laughs> but here's the kicker: the net rating. Mm-hmm. Cause you know all the net ratings have been negative sevens, negative eights. Yeah. Uh, let's say negative sevens, negative eights. Let me, let me read off these nets. Negative seven point seven is dots, which is mm-hmm. pretty damn good so far. Yeah. Um, I believe. Damn, I, I wish I wrote down Trius. I left. I, I lost that paper. I think his was around negative seven point eight as well. Mm-hmm. Moody is negative ten. Yeah. DSJ is negative uh, seven. Kadeem Allen, negative four. That has to be that has that has to easily be the best on the team. Yes, I believe so. Best on the team. So when you talk about bringing guards back on the cheap, mm-hmm. and you talk about cap space and flexibility, you say, oh, maybe you should bring that Moutier. You say. Nah, not in this situation, especially if it works out where we get both KD and Kyrie or two big-name free agents. Like, there ain't going to be no space for Moutier. Right. Like, he would have to take a major pay cut. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's willing to do that anyway. Yeah. At the same time, someone like Kadeem Allen, who's only gotten this many minutes, and he he was very productive in the limited minutes he Mm -hmm. had, with the exception of, like, the last two games, but I'll, I'll give him that because he hasn't played in a while, and the last two games he caught a concussion. Yeah. And I felt like he lost his timing. But um, I think I would consider Kadeem because listen, like he, to me, he was everything we wanted Frank to be when he was here. He was mm-hmm. aggressive, going to the hole. Yeah. He shot the three aggressively without, you know, without hesitation. Mm-hmm. He's him when him and DSJ were paired together. I felt like he backed him up defensively. He caused havoc. He was hitting the floater at a pretty good rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just was an all around. Great player. He had some games where he had like double digit assist. Mm-hmm. He he was, and I felt like there was a time right after the Enos Cantor trade happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the trade when Enos Cantor was bought out. Yeah, and 
everybody else was traded, the Knicks were a top 10 defensive team right after All-Star break for like 10 games or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we also had DeAndre Jordan in the lineup. Right. Yeah. And I believe a lot of that has to do with A, Moutier being out of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, B, Ian's cancer being shipped out. Yeah. C, Kadeem Allen being sort of in the lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, helping out Dotson mm-hmm. and DSJ yeah. and DeAndre. I feel like the that collective health boost. And also the emergence of Mitchell Robinson, too, because it was around yes. that time, too, when Mitchell Robinson started to really grow. Mm-hmm. I feel like all those factors came in together, and we yeah. started to actually play better defense. So um, shout out to Kadeem Allen. Yes, um, yes, sir. He's something I would definitely look at coming in to next season. Mm-hmm. Considering we have a little bit cap, limited cap space, he's, yeah. he, he's he's an option. He's definitely an option. Yeah, I mean, with stats like that, like, to me, it's like, why even bring him back to the G League? You know what I'm saying? Like, those stats tell me that he's an NBA player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if if we do bring him back, like, I would like to see him as a backup point guard, but then at the same time, it's like, if we bring in somebody like a Kyrie, for example, I don't know how that's going to work out with Dennis Smith Jr. still here. Right. Frank's still here. Right. So, it's going to it's gonna be tough to work that out. Like, I, I, would, I would assume that if Kyrie comes, somebody's getting shipped. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, and you know what? Like I said last week, um, I did, this, I did, a, I did a podcast with uh, Nick's Film School and Nick's Fan TV. And they were explaining the cap situation, and they were saying if the Knicks end up picking one through four, mm-hmm. the south if we get Kyrie and KD, the salary that we would have to re-sign Alonzo Church would be gone. Yeah. And we would end up having to trade somebody to re-sign, to pick up Alonzo's trier option. Yeah. Which means, most likely, I would think Frank would yeah, be going Frank would in, be in that one, situation. Yeah. Now, if we ended up picking fifth, mm-hmm. that's a three-point-something million-dollar difference. Yeah. Um, We were able to get Trier without a problem. And, and sign Katie and Kyrie with no issues. With no issues. But then, you know, we would also have somebody that, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't be our dream scenario. Or maybe... Or maybe, you know, maybe it is because Scott Perry and and and, uh, and those guys did their homework. They seem pretty damn confident that mm-hmm. they can pick somebody good no matter where they pick. Yeah. I mean, they probably have to say that anyway, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't, you really can't go out into the media and be like, well, you know, if we. Yeah, if we yeah, pick fifth, we're screwed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah we, we don't have no idea. We haven't done our due diligence. Exactly. You know, so. As we, we just got to hope for the best. We got to hope for the best. Just pray. Exactly. Just pray. That's just not <laughs> So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to do something different because I'm going to go to a call now. Okay. I'm going to go to a call. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to like go back and forth between. I, mix it up. I, mix it up. Mix, yeah, it up. mix it up. Yeah. I meant to do the calls first, but now this actually helps break it up. All right. So yeah. we'll do that. So now we'll go to our first call. He didn't really say much, but we're going to play it anyway, but just because you called in. Exactly. And we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. We appreciate the call in. Hold on a second. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is uh, Brandon. I'm from North Carolina. Um, I would just like to know if I could just talk next. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Brandon. You can talk Knicks. Yes, Brandon from North Carolina. <laughs> you can talk Knicks with us. Uh, next time, say a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll play whatever you have to say, whatever your thoughts on the Knicks. Exactly. You can talk about it. But um, thanks for calling in, Brandon from North Carolina. And since uh, that one was so short... Yeah, let's, let's play another one. Yeah, we're going to play another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know who this one is. Well, let's, well, let's play and find out. I did screen these calls earlier to make sure nothing crazy happened. But um, here we go. Hi, I'm Benji from Manhattan. And I was wondering if the Knicks get Kevin Durant and they don't sign any other top-tier free agent, who would you like to see them try to get at a lower tier? Mm. That's actually a good question. So this is, was he said Benji? Yeah, I think. Hi, I'm Benji. Yeah, Benji. And I was... Yeah, thanks, Benji. Thanks a great question, Benji. Yeah. So, um, Ryan. Yes. You have any, any people in mind? Yes, I do. If we don't get KD... So what what counts as lower tier is the first, you know, question I have to ask. What counts as lower? I'm assuming lower tier is not a superstar, like maybe 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 just an all-star player or like maybe just a role player. That's what I'm assuming. Is Jimmy Butler lower tier is that too high? To me he's lower tier. Okay. Because ah. because he's not on the level of KD or Kyrie, he's like that level, like under them, you know, like that second level, yeah. All right, well, I got a lower, lower tier people then. All right, go ahead. All right, well, um, I think it's not a secret that the Knicks need shooting. So if the Knicks get KD, but they don't get no other top tier free agent, like I would, I wouldn't mind the Knicks go after somebody like uh, Danny Green, Mm. somebody, somebody who can shoot the three and play defense. Yeah. Or somebody who can just shoot the three like like a JJ Redick or yeah. or like Nikola Meritic, somebody like that who can like shoot oh, the ball. Oh man, I love me. I've been wanting Meritics here for a yeah. few years. <laughs> I've been saying that. Yeah, exactly. So somebody who can shoot the three and give an give another outside threat mm-hmm. to like maybe open up the lanes for KD and other guys to penetrate into the paint. And then another guy that I think is a sleeper right now. Even though people are saying that it's more than likely he'll re-sign with the Sixers, but I think Tobias Harris would be another option too. Really? So you wanted the you wanted Tobias train? Yeah, because the thing with Tobias Harris is like he's a dude that he doesn't demand a ball like that. But yeah. He, but he puts in twenty like he just puts in twenty silently. You yeah, know what I feel I'm saying? you. So it's like he's not gonna hog the ball. He's gonna you know help the ball movement and things like that. And they and he's also gonna put in his points. You know, like, how, however it comes to him. Nice complimentary piece. Yeah, exactly. Like, so those are, like, my, I guess, I guess four options right there who I would like the Knicks to go after if they don't get that top-tier free agent to pair it on KD. See, my thing is, whatever we do, if we're not going to get these top-tier agents, I don't want to give Tobias Harris four years. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to supermax Tobias Harris for four years and, you know, however million yeah, he yeah. has. So if that, if, this, if, if a Tobias Harris is in our future, mm-hmm. I would... Try to still keep the books flexible on that. I mean, you can always give them like maybe like a two year deal with a player option after one year. Yeah, I would probably do something like that if I was to do a Tobias deal. 
But um, when he was talking, when he was saying lower tier, I was thinking low. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Danny, that's fine. Danny Green, Danny Green Meritage, is good. Yeah, Danny Green, JJ Reddick, like, yes, those guys yes. like role players. So I mean, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yes, yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and I guess I am looking around, the, you know, the same mm-hmm. type of thought. You, we need shooting. Yeah. So my thought was. I always liked Patrick Beverly. I'm kind of mad that everybody's getting to see him. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember correctly, when we was doing this, the pod, the uh, the show two years ago, mm-hmm. and we were talking about free agents, and we were talking about um, defensive guys when Derrick Rose is here, and I was I was sitting here saying, "Dog, we need defense bad. Derrick Rose sucks in pick and roll." Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. And we need got guys who can play defense and shoot threes. And to me, Patrick Beverly was like the guy. Yeah. And I really wanted him on the squad. And I don't think people were kind of, you know, light on. They were kind of like, oh, Patrick. I was like, no, nah, this guy is made nah. for New York, man. He, yeah, he would definitely, like, he would definitely endear himself to the New York crowd. He would be a, he would be a favorite, though. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he would be a favorite. But whatever, like, that series in the Clippers, man, like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't see the Clippers letting him go. Yeah. I don't see Doc letting him go. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a veteran. He yeah. plays defense. He's like that dog you want on your team, a guy that's not going to back down. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the three. Like A player like that is viable. So, Very I mean, viable. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to imagine the Clippers really letting him go. Definitely. Especially like all oh, you need, you don't even really need him to really point guard, point guard that much, even though he plays it decently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He shoots the three, he sets people up, and he plays defense. That's all he really, really, really is. Yeah, pretty much. But um, another guy, I'm thinking point guards in general mm-hmm. because... Listen, I love DSJ. Um, we we need shooters. Yeah, of course. Yeah, DSJ can't shoot. Nah, <laughs> it, it's it's brick, it's brick city. It's brick city for yeah. real. Like I love the guy. He sets people up nicely. He goes to the uh-huh. whole great. But we we need shooters. Sure, DSJ I mean. can, a lot of reasons why I'm like yo Garland man. Don't sleep on my guy Garland because Garland mm-hmm. can shoot. Yeah, but we we talk about that later. We talk about that later. We talk about that later. Because it's actually a question that kind of. Uh huh. All right, so I would definitely say, um, uh, Collison Mm -hmm. from the oh Pacers from the Pacers. I think I would take, I would take a look at him. He seems Mm -hmm. like he a decent assist number. Shot forty percent from three. Mm -hmm. Not an all star. No, nah, but he's a solid guard, though. He's but solid. He's a solid guard, and it's some guy you can go off if you have a superstar next to him, like, you know, K, who K, like KD, mm-hmm. and he can give him some space if he gets doubled. Yeah. So I would do something like that route. And I also like Ed Davis from Brooklyn, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I like, I just like, he just, he, wherever he was, mm-hmm. he doesn't shoot the three. Yeah. But. Wherever he landed, mm-hmm. like whatever team he was, he always seemed to give the Knicks problems because he just yeah he just hustles all the time. He yeah, never he stopped. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's a high energy guy too. Grabs boards. Yeah, he's active around the basket. So that's what I like about him. So, yeah, so I wouldn't mind giving him a look as well. But I don't know, I'm, on on that scene though, I still kind of like what Noah Von Lee gave us too. So, mm-hmm. mm. but those yeah. are my picks. Those are my picks. From like the lower tier, yeah, guys. And you know, if I'm cheating, lower tier Kimba, 
Yeah, can't, 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 can't forget about Ken, but, but, yeah. I put, but I put Ken on that all-star level, like, right, like, right yeah, below Superstar. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But shout-out, that was a great question. Yeah, most definitely. Shout-out to you. And um, I'll get right back into the player breakdowns. <laughs> so we finished talking about the point guards. You know, Trey Burke's not here, so I'm going to talk about Trey Burke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trey Burke's going to go on. It's, it yeah, doesn't, doesn't really make sense. doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to bring up memories of Tim Hardaway Jr. either, so yeah, yeah let's not even go there. Let's yeah. not even go there, but I will say this. Even Trey Burke had a better defensive rating than Moody. Damn. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> and he don't even have the size of Moutier, man. I yeah, he Moutier got him by like five inches. I know, so, right? So I mean, uh, sorry, Moutier fans. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Moutier fans, call in, man. Let me know what's happening. Yeah, defend your guy. Defend man. your guy. I made and a Moutier video. I put it on YouTube. I seen you guys. The mm-hmm. Moutier fans came out in defense of Moutier when I put the Moutier video up separately on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Defend your guy on this one, man. Let me know. Y'all yeah. suck for talking about my boy. Uh, Jeff for Life on YouTube, he's very adamant about uh-huh. us talking about Moody and Knicks Nation in general. Let us know, man. Call in. I want to hear from you guys, too. Yes, and I will argue with every single one of y'all. <laughs> Yo, we need a live show one day so we can do an argument. We need a live show, dog, for sure. Word. <laughs> okay, so now that we talked about the point guards, I'm going to talk about another... He's kind of a point guard, but not really. I know you're you're squinting like, who the hell? Mario Hizunja. Oh, <laughs> I, f- I forgot that dude played point guard towards the end of the season. It's me, Mario. Yes, Mario played point guard at the end of the season. He actually didn't look that bad at point guard, to be real about it. It made you think. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Have we been using Mario wrong all season long? Yeah, but I mean, hell, I mean, if that's the case, Orlando was using him wrong all his whole time in Orlando, too. I'm tr- <laughs> Maybe Mario was a point guard the whole time when we ain't even know it. Maybe. Like, the guy ended the season with a triple-double. He played Houston at 16 points, 16 rebounds, and 11 assists. Crazy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Word. And then they had his revenge game against Orlando. He had 29 points and nine rebounds versus Orlando. That's when they all released. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, it was after that it was after that Orlando game where I was like, yo, we should we should be playing Orlando 82 games in the season just so Mario can go off every single game. Get his points off. Word. For real. <laughs> the crazy thing about Mario is we seen the potential when he was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We seen the nice passes. Yeah. We've seen the flashes from the three. It seemed like this year he just did not... He he underperformed. Yeah, he did, yeah. Like, if you look at his, his numbers in Orlando, he averaged nine points, mm-hmm. 44% from the field, 33% from three. Okay. So in the beginning of the year, when it was Brick City from the three-point line, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to turn around. Yeah. No. <laughs> it never turned around. Not really. He shot 20, 27% from three on the season. Damn, that's, that's 6% less than he was in Orlando. Uh, what the hell? 
What? What's his overall field goal percentage? Bruh. 41% overall. God damn. <laughs> Bruh. Rookie Alonzo Trier shot a better percentage. Moody ain't shot a better percentage. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that's terrible. Yep. On top of that, offensive rating, 101.3. Eh. Yeah. Defensive rating, 111.4. Yeah. Net rating, negative 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Moody range right there. Yeah. Bruh. The crazy part about him is, like, he he's a tease, man. Uh-huh. He is a tease. Tease, 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 tease. Last season, I remember, remember we was doing this last season about who, what players you want to go to the Knicks, mm -hmm. some of free agency, and I mentioned Mario Hazonia as well last season. Yeah. And at first, I was a hell no. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the year, he showed flashes with Orlando. Yeah. I think he was he had a stretch where he averaged like 10 points a game when he was in the start of minutes and he was shooting like something crazy. Hold on. Uh he was shooting like like uh I don't know. Like uh 30 something percent from 3 mm -hmm. and he just seemed like he had hit his stride. I'm like, "Yo, okay, there's something to this guy." Yeah. Maybe he just needs a chance. Mhm. Mm Seems like the same thing happened when he came to New York. Yeah. He flopped in the first beginning of the season. As as uh towards the, when the end of the season came, he started to turn on and he started to tease that potential again. Yeah. And just to show you some numbers, pre All Star, seven point six points a game, thirty nine percent from the field, twenty seven from three. Yeah, that's when he wasn't even playing that much. Like Fizzo would bench him for like like games at a time because he was, like, he was he, lazy. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Yeah, he was just terrible on the court. Like he, like he wouldn't play defense. No, and like his scoring was just off in in the first half of the season. The funny thing about Mario is when he's locked in, mm -hmm. he's locked in. When yeah. he's locked in, he's playing passing lanes. He's getting steals out the wazoo. Yup. Like he he can really disrupt on the defensive end when he's really locked in. But when he's checked out, oh, he's he, checked out. Oh my gosh. Express checkout line at Target. For real. <laughs> For like and, and the and the funny thing about it is that he has some of the best highlights this season for the yes! Knicks. Yes! <laughs> yes! The step over, the yeah. triple double, the block on King Lames. Yeah, King. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. King Lames. I thought it was King LeGroin, but <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna get hit mail for that one. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but he flashes his potential now. Post All Star, granted, it was like ten games. Yeah, Fizdale had no choice. All the all the guards were injured. Yes. Yeah. Um, for he goes from seven points to fourteen. He goes from thirty nine percent to forty five percent, and his assists go up. Three point to uh three point I don't know if that's a one or a nine. But it go up. <laughs> I can't read my writing, but you get the idea. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it, it just goes everything went up and you see he fly you see he has some pick and roll chops. Mm -hmm. And maybe the assistant went up because you know we played him more. Yeah. At the top of the key more during towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. But it's like he's one of those guys where it's like he's on the bubble. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go, maybe we can take another chance on him. Yeah. But depending on what happens, if Kyrie here and KD here and 
we only have this much money to spend. I'm giving it to ISO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, yeah. I'm giving it to ISO, and everybody else is vet men. Yo. In my eyes. Now, there was a rumor. Not even a rumor. I think Steve Mills said everybody on the Knicks wants to return. <laughs> One person said they would take a pay cut. Who's that? He didn't say who. But I have two guesses. All right. One possibly could be DeAndre Jordan, considering mm, how... That makes sense. He could have, you know, he had every opportunity to leave the Knicks. Decided to stay. The Knicks expected, you know, to buy him out, just like they did Wesley Matthews. He decided, no, he really liked it here, so he wanted to stay with the Knicks. He really liked the culture, and he really wanted to mentor Mitch. Yeah. Second guy, of course. It's me, Mario. Right after he scored a triple-double, what does he do? Goes to the media, he goes, hey, man, listen. <laughs> if Dolan want to sign me, I'm ready. July 1st, call me. He said it to the media. <laughs> this guy only played 58 games. He was benched. He was, he was most like of the season. He was benched like 20-something games. Yeah. And he still wants to come back. So there's a little there's a little slight soft spot for Mario. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel you, man. I feel you. Cause it's like what? Cause we do we play that point guard? Do yeah, we, that, that's we the sign thing, Kyrie though. and he's the backup point guard? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like because it's like to me, I would I would feel like if we bring in Kyrie, and then we have other other guys like maybe Kadeem Allen and things like that. It's like yo, Mario, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play the. The shooter, you have to play on the wing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's like he he wasn't productive on the wing, so it's nah. like I, I would I wouldn't know what to do there, man. I Me would neither. Be, I'd be stuck. Because the crazy part was when he was playing point guard, mm -hmm. it's that same he was able to see over the defense so easily. He was throwing lobs from the top of the key like it was nothing. Like, oh, you open? Yeah. Here you go, Mitch. Whoop. Alley oop. Mm -hmm. Boom. I was like, yo. Yeah. But it's uh, you it's know, like we we can't experiment. I don't know if we can if afford to experiment at that point. That is true, but you know you know what though? It would be interesting to see like when he played in Europe before he came to the NBA. Did he did he play as a shooting guard or a point guard? It, I'm not sure. I feel because, like I feel like I read somewhere that he's played a little point guard. Yeah, I feel because, like I read that before. Yeah, because I mean, for example, you look at, you look at Luka Doncic like. Dude is like six eight, and he yeah. played, and he played point guard in Europe. Exactly. You know, and Azanja is pretty much about the same size. So it makes me wonder, like, you know, because we put him at point guard, and he seems like he's pretty natural at the position, more so than on the wing. So it makes me wonder, like, when he was in Europe, like, was his main position on the wing, or was it, or was it, or was he a point guard? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I think I've read that he played some point guard, but I don't know if mm -hmm. he's exclusively a point guard. Yeah. But that's a good that's a good question. But it just seems and it seems like maybe the key to keeping Mario engaged, because the thing to me was he wasn't engaged for long stretches of times. Maybe the key is giving him the ball. Maybe. But um at this point next season, I don't know there's gonna be other people who need the ball if everything goes the way we want to. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he really fits in that regard. Exactly. He's gonna have to play a lot of off ball. Yeah. And get used to that. But um, Mario's an enigma, man. Yeah. 
He's an enigma. He's on that bubble. It's like, I don't know what to do with this guy. He's something there. Mm-hmm. There's something there, but I don't know. Yeah. I, Mary would be one of those guys where it's like, okay, when I have my roster set up and it's like I have one or two spots left and I, and I don't know who to sign for those one or two spots, and it's like, eh, let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, okay, Mary, we got a spot over. Just come through, yo. Just come through. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Run with the ball. We'll run with that. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's my unofficial... All my unofficial guards are done. Yes. I'm going to get back to this... These uh, these voicemails real quick. And let's see. Who do we have now? Let's see. Let's see. This might be a long one. Oh, this one is a long one. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. I already know All who right. this one is. All right. Well, let's deal with it. Let's see. Let's see what this person got to say. This is our guy. He's been here before. You know this man. All right. Yo, what's up? This is Terry from Terry and Trey. <laughs> Shout out to the crew. What up, Terry? You know how to come in. I didn't give my comments on everything. So, what I want to talk about is obviously the impending free agency. And the, the report, how Nick fans have been reacting to the report, and what we should really be gleaning from all this information. So, okay. I, like many, are very skeptical. I am very skeptical. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I think it's not going to happen, but simply because we've been burned before. He's scoring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we know what it was like in 2010. We, yeah. We, we've seen it happen before. We, we know we feel like we're cursed. So I totally... Hold on. There wasn't as many reports as yeah, there is now exactly, in 2010. Exactly. When the LeBron thing happened, it was all hope. We were all off yeah, of fumes of hope. There was no reports. We were just like, well, maybe. Exactly. It was more like, yeah, LeBron's visiting New York. LeBron's visiting Chicago. LeBron's visiting Miami. Oh, my gosh. It's our turn. <laughs> yeah. And then, 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 then it didn't happen. It was exactly. all hope. That, like, the only the only short thing was Amari Stoudemire. Like, that was the only thing that right. we, you know, that was like, yeah, that's a short thing. I understand what you're saying, though, but this situation is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of smoke with the KD whole thing. Whole bunch. Whole bunch of smoke. All the way smoke. Yeah. But let's continue. You get it from that standpoint. But if you take a step back and look at Kevin Durant's career, there are some interesting things that begin to line up. So, as we know, KD has spoken about being number two, being the second place guy, never being number one for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a whole ad campaign about it. He had that whole KD not nice campaign he did. So all of this kind of goes into his mentality of trying to, while he's constantly trying to prove himself um, to maybe himself and to the larger public that he could be the man, the number one guy. So I think he broke this down in a couple of ways. First off, it needed he needed to win. So after the OKC loss to the Warriors, he decides, you know what? Let me get these victories down. Let me Check. get these rings. Let me let me make sure I have that in my in my pocket in my resume. Right. Goes to Golden State, kills it. Best player on the team gets his uh, two Finals MVPs. Potentially a third coming up. Right. Going ham against the Clippers in that last series. Excited to see what he does the rest of the week. Now at 31, he's going to have likely three rings, mm-hmm. three Finals MVPs. Right, so he's got the rings legitimacy down, and I know people are going to say the rings don't count, this, that, and the other. Listen, they all count. And in <laughs> yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40 years, um, they're going to be looking at the numbers, not necessarily having these these long contrived conversations about who was on the roster. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, he might have a shot. I don't know. Maybe because I don't. I hold grudges for a long time, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo, dog, you 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 joined a seventy-two win team, seventy-three win. Like to me, that don't count as much as. But is it just me? Am I? I mean, the way I see it, I'm like, look. Yeah, they all count, but at the end of the day, people are gonna, people are still going to be like, you left OKC with Russ. Yeah. And you went to the team that beat you yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. And then you're on a team with where it's like you're 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 on a team with like a future Hall of Famer in Steph Curry. Yeah. Possibly future Hall of Famer in Klay Thompson. Yeah. An all-star in Draymond Green. Yeah. And then you you then you yourself, Katie, is a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people so I mean, there's a reason why people are saying, like, yo, Katie is trying to, you know, quote unquote, have his own team. You know, Katie's Still feels like he has something to prove. Legacy. Exactly. Now, does LeBron do the rings LeBron won with Miami? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those right now? Do you feel like they count? LeBron to me, they count. Just for the simple fact, like with LeBron, I think LeBron had to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Cause when he was in Cleveland, I I feel like he was Sometimes he took the moment, but he was also scared of the moment at times yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel like the one in Cleveland counts yeah. more to me yeah, personally. Yeah. Um, I will say this: he did get better in Miami. Yeah, like if if he didn't have to grow to win, then maybe mm-hmm. I, I I would discount it. But uh, yeah. I, I do feel like history has softened on LeBron. Yeah, since he's left Miami. And the big three, not one, not two, not three, but you know exactly because I think I think LeBron was kind of the same narrative. Yeah, he, it was when, the same narrative because when he when he was in Miami, people were like, "Yeah, but you got Dwayne Wade, yeah. Chris Bosh, you know." This is even more egregious though. This is like next level though. But yeah, this is crazy. Like this guy, they were what he, like they were. Ah, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But we'll continue. Yeah. Um, especially considering it's like he's just on the team. You know, skating by, not doing well. He's getting Finals MVP. That's a different story. So you look at it now. KD leaves OKC, goes to the best team in the league, wins three rings in a row. Leaves the Warriors, goes to the worst team in the league, and wins. Hey. You know, we're at a time right now in pop culture where we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, storytelling uh, that's been a real part of um, the, 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 the pop culture, the zeitgeist for the past 10 years. You know, you got Avengers. Game of Thrones. I haven't seen that a lot yet. Of art, <laughs> you need to. Story art coming to a conclusion or reaching that final stage. And to me, KD falls into this in a way. KD now coming on, 31, still in his prime, probably got a good solid, you know, three, four years left at the highest level, coming to New York, cementing his legacy. If he is so concerned about what it takes and, and being regarded as the number one guy, there's no better place. I'm telling you, there's no other place going to elevate his status like New York City. Now, mm-hmm. is this what is this what his number one concern is? Yes. We don't yeah. know. Like I'm saying, I'm looking back into the past, seeing what he said before, trying to get a little feel for what, where he might be leaning. But I'll say this. For someone who's been number two, you want to be number one, you come to New York. Yeah. Kevin Durant in New York, winning championships, being able to construct a roster. He literally could end up in that LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I know yep. that sounds insane to say right now, 
But we definitely know he has the talent and the skill. Backing that up with the heart, playing in New York City, Madison Square Garden, doing it on the biggest stage. You do it here, it, it's, it's not the same. It's, nope. it's a different level. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going crazy about it. I'm not reading into the report. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're looking at the narrative of KD's career, what he's spoken about, what's motivated him, and where he is right now at a precipice, it just feels right, doesn't it? It does. Yep. All right, Terry from uh, Terry and Trey signing off. All right, guys, keep up the great work. Aye, aye, aye. Thank you, thank you, Trey. You heard that, D? Durant? Yup. You want your legacy? You want it cemented? What you gotta do? Come to New York. Come to New York. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll build statues. We'll have parades. Exactly. And I will argue with any LeBron fan. Like, I don't argue that anymore right now. Mm. I, <laughs> I already argue, but I will argue even more. With more fervor. Exactly. I'm going to be like Stephen A. Smith. Exactly. Any, anybody that says anything bad about you, I'm going to get at them. Smack them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Open hand. Yeah. Mad disrespect. Word. And say it too. I meant all the disrespect. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, how much time we got? I don't know how many we started. Uh, I would say we have maybe an hour. Wait, not, not an hour. Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe 40 minutes, I was. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to, um, let's get to our next, let's get to Noah. Yeah. Noah is interesting, man. Von Ley. Von Ley, 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 Ley. Or we should say the real Noah. The real Noah. <laughs> <laughs> not the too lit from New York. Noah. Yeah, not, not that not guy. That Noah. Nah, 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 him. Nah, this one. This one don't need an arc. He's he's good on his own. Yeah. Noah Von Ley. Taylor two Noahs, man. This is this guy had two completely different games in two different parts of the season. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the season, I remember he was doing statistics. I don't remember the exact placement, but he had like one of the highest net readings of anybody in the league for the first few months. To the point where everybody wanted this guy on um, their team. I mm-hmm. feel like the 76ers. Yeah, 76ers, yeah. Had him on the trade list for, for a minute because they wanted a big man that can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when Von Lay, I feel like Von Lay is like that five year old kid who's learning how to ride a bike mm-hmm. and he starts to pedal. And it and he's pedaling by himself, and, and you know the dad is holding the bike with him, yeah. and he's like, "All right, now son, pedal," and he's pedaling, and the dad, let's go, and he doesn't even know, yeah. and he's just pedaling still, and he's like, "Hey, son, look, I'm back here," and he's like, "Oh, I'm doing it, <laughs> I'm doing it," and he gets nervous, uh-huh. and then after a while, he just crashes into a ditch. <laughs> That's what I feel like Bonley was doing oh, this season. Man. <laughs> Because Valet started off shooting 40% from three for like three months, dog. Yeah. And I and he was like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. All of a sudden, January hits. He, he shoots 28%. How? How? Bruh. How do you go from 40 to 28? But, but but then again, during that time was when the Knicks had that major losing streak as well. So it's like kind of it's kind of like the whole team just went. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I feel like it started with him. I feel like it started with him. Not mm-hmm. started with him, but I feel like 
he lost his confidence or something. Yeah. Because let me let me read these let me read these stats, man. First of all, it's eight points, forty seven percent from the field. Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, big man. Uh thirty three percent from the field um, from three. I mean, still not bad for a big man. It's not super bad from yeah. from big man. It's all right. It, yeah, I would like that. Like two percent more. Yeah, yeah. thirty five. Yeah, two percent more. But it's like from where he was, it was like mm-hmm. what the hell? Seven point eight rebounds. Right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, defensive rating one hundred eleven. Offensive rating one hundred four. Net rating negative. Negative seven and a half. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, pretty, on pretty, on the better pretty, side. Yeah, pretty much average Nick. Yeah, better side of the Knicks Nets ratings, right? Mm-hmm. But here's where the real stuff comes in. The month to month stats. <laughs> yeah, I already know how I already know how they're gonna go. October, he balling out of control. Yep. Eight and you know, eight point four points, six point rebounds, getting two assists, fifty-six mm-hmm. percent from the Ooh. field. Forty percent from three in October. A big man. Mm-hmm. Shoot the three, put you in the post, and pass, was dribbling up the court, never seen, he's never done this before. Fizdale gave him the keys. Yup. <laughs> he was running fast breaks. He was running into people in the first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was running into people at first, but yeah. he got used to it. He stopped He stopped doing that, and you know. Exactly. You start to see, oh, well, this maybe there's some more to his game. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the first month. Second month, field goals start to drop. He's mm-hmm. at 44%. All right, coming back to earth. Yeah. Still, 41% from three. That's still pretty good. Third month, 47% field goal. Mm-hmm. 40% from three. Still good. All of a sudden, 28% from three. Whoo. 17% from three. E. How, Sway? <laughs> you were doing so good. You're not... At that point, it's mental. It gotta be. At that point, it's mental. Toward like he was doing so good, dog. I forgot what he I think it's October. He had a net reading of 6.4. Positive. Positive. Not negative. Positive. No other Nick has even reached that 6.4. No. I think I seen something where Mitch was hit like a one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he hit a one yeah. uh somewhere in the season. But so if there is an argument that you want to bring back Noah Vonley for another year to see mm-hmm. if he can be for real, yeah, there is an argument to bring him back. Yeah, he would, he would have to take less money, but... He would have to take yeah. less money. But there would be an argument to bring him back. Now, um, I'll say this too. like There came a part of the season where he, he did not had that confidence he had mm-hmm. in three-point shot, and he, he noticed the post game was getting real. And he was very efficient in the post game. Yeah. And he started um going to the post with success as well. So I liked that about his game. Mm-hmm. But um, what I really liked about his game is the defense in general, especially yeah. at the beginning of the year. Like, he seemed to play defense on everybody's switch well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he played the Bucks, he yeah, gave he, yeah, Giannis, Giannis fits. I probably, I feel like he played him. Yeah, he played him really good. Really, probably one of the best in the NBA. Yeah, at playing him defensively. That that was that game in December where the Knicks beat them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even the game like the other game when they beat us, he still kind of gave him a, yeah, a little he, room for his money. So I mean, my only thing with there's a myth, man. Fizdale liked his defense so much that he felt like he can play him at the five. 
and mm, too small for the five. Yeah. yeah, too small. Bruh. That's a bruh for Fisdale. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's great. He's a great defender. One through four. Yeah, one through four. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Five are no good. Nah. It, it, it's gonna depend. It's gonna depend if that team plays small, like the Rockets or something like that. Yeah. Then, it, then it's different. But like most teams, their fives are too big for no for Vonley. Like he had him guarding Embiid, dog. Like <laughs> <laughs> he had him guarding Embiid. I mean, I mean, for example, I mean, look at the Nets. They had damn Jared Dudley and Embiid. How did that turn out? <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, I'm a fuck caught it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> Duck season. <laughs> wabbits. Oh, my God. He caught it. Yeah. Square in the nose. For real. Oh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, overall, Noah Vonley, like, I have my guys who I feel like I know I want back next mm-hmm. season, and I feel like they can contribute. Yeah. And to me, that's Dotson, Trier, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I feel like there's a great chance they'll c- contribute on mm-hmm. a winning team next season. Yeah. Noah Vonley is one of those guys that's like on the bubble. Yeah, bubble, yeah. He's on the bubble. But um, the fact that he was so effective in the beginning of the mm-hmm. season... It's it's just a matter it's just a matter of can he keep that can he keep that same play consistently throughout the season? That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. Can he keep it consistent throughout the season? Yeah. It's like who like these there's like between him, Mario, and there's some other guys over there too. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, should we Yeah, exactly. And, and should we do that? It's like Luke too. Yeah. Him, I Mario mean, and Luke. I mean, if I have to pick right now, like the other Knicks players that's on the periphery right now, you know, the guys that's not named Alonzo Trayer, Mitchell Robinson, and um who's the other guy? I forget it right now. Luke Cornett? No, no, no. The guys mm-hmm. that we wouldn't mind keeping Mitchell Robinson. Oh, Dotson. Dotson. Yeah, Dotson's the other guy. Like, I think I would probably choose Violated, Violated come back just because of that early season production. Like, I just it was like so I would, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I would just want him to keep it consistent. And I feel like if he's with players that are actually good players, like superstar type of players, maybe maybe he can keep it more consistent because there'll be less attention on him and maybe maybe he'll, maybe he'll have more space to um produce and things like that. So if he hits that three, because that's the thing, like when when his confidence was up and he was hitting that three consistent, like consistently, he was he was good. And you know what? Like the the attempts, you can tell the coach was really preaching to him to shoot more threes. And mm-hmm. I think that's why the production dipped. Like, if you looked at his numbers, I don't remember off the top of my head, but he was shooting something like .53s a game or something like that. But he was hitting him at a high clip. Yeah. Um, month two, the coach was like, shoot more threes. And as he started shooting them and kept hitting them, mm-hmm. um, I think he, I think that's when the doubt started creeping in his head. Like, should I keep shooting these? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it could be a combination of the team started scouting him more, too, as well. And yeah, he was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know whether I should keep shooting this or close out. But, um, yeah. Get the confidence up, man. Shoot more threes in the offseason. Yeah. And you, you might have, like, one of... Like, you can have, like, another Jay, uh, Draymond Green type of player mm-hmm. who can be, you know, one through four, shoot the three. Exactly. And, you know, I actually want to talk about Luke Cornett since he, I mentioned him. Yeah, Luke. Luke. Oh. Yeah, we got to play. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we don't even... Shoot. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> My guy Luke, man, and here's another guy, yo. Mm-hmm. Net rating killer, dog. Net rating killer. One of the best defenders on our squad. Interesting. Dog. Okay. Defensive rating, 105. Oh. Yeah, that's definitely one of the better ones on the Knicks. Or is that the best? I believe it is the best. Yeah, that sounds like the best. It sounds like the best. Yeah. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, shoot, did I even write that down? Man, I have so many notes right here. Post net rating in February 8.2. I feel like he even had a, a month where he had like 101. Uh, defensive rating? Defensive rating, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. Um, And if you all remember correctly, there was a time when Enos Cantor was getting his ass bust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the defensive end around December. Yeah. And we started making episodes called like the people versus Enos Cantor. And, yeah. And... Enos Cantor started getting disgruntled uh-huh. and, you know, talking smack about uh, the, pl- the playing time and the t- cryptic tweets. This was around the time when Luke Cornett started busting ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was around that time. Yeah. Luke Cornett was busting ass. He's shooting threes. He was, okay, in December, you remember correctly, mm-hmm. 7.3 points per game, shooting 44.3% from three, I mean, from the field. Oh. 48.3% from three. Whoa. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think this is around the time when when David Fizdale was experimenting having Von Ley play these big centers with no, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, with, with, with no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ooh, he wasn't like producing, play? like, with, with, with no luck. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, let's see what Luke does. Luke came in there. He's playing these seven-foot centers, and he's giving him trouble. Yeah. All of a sudden, those guys who were scoring around the basket, they're not scoring anymore. I don't remember the stat exactly, but I think he was, like, leading the Knicks in, like, defense around the rim mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point of the season. And, yeah, and that's why his cancer got shipped out eventually because he couldn't take that Luke Cornette, this scrub, yeah. Was taking my minutes. But he had a better defensive rating and net rating than you at the time, so you had to sit down. Exactly. Plus, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't, um, we couldn't pay you. Yeah. And if you want to hear more about why we didn't re-sign his cancer, go on our YouTube. I have a whole 10-minute <laughs> rant about why we didn't re-sign his cancer. The four reasons why we did not re-sign Enos cancer. Yes, top four reasons why we did not re-sign Enos cancer. So go check that out on the Nick of Time show. On YouTube.com slash The Nick of Time Show. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. I like I like him, man. I like that he can shoot the three. But the, the thing is, he wasn't consistent. Yeah. He became that big man who's a three-point specialist, but he couldn't shoot threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think with Luke Cornell, it was more like hot and cold. Like, you yes. know, sometimes he was hitting it, and other times it was like, eh, maybe you should stop shooting my guy. <laughs> right. Because, like, pre-All-Star, 39% from the field, 39% from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post-All-Star, 35% from the field, 30% from three. E. Pretty bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. Especially a big man, and you're shooting in the 30s? Yeah, not, yeah, that's mm, not, that's good. not, that's uh, no good. But the only thing that really remained consistent with him was when we had to play other big men, he was able to hold his own. Yeah. 
I specifically remember him kind of bothering Embiid when um, we had to play Embiid. And I also remember when Luke and Mitchell Robinson were paired together, it seemed mm-hmm. like defensively we were able to kind of make a stand a lot better. Yeah. So, and, and you know what, too? He has, I actually seen him try to go to the hole more this year. He did some mm-hmm. up fakes. He tried to post a little bit more yeah. this season. He tried to expand his game. Didn't work out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Growing pains. Growing pains, but yeah. he tried. Yeah. But, like, would you, I don't know, would you bring Luke Cornette back, man? E, that would be tough. Because, I mean, if we plan on resigning DeAndre Jordan, obviously we're going to, Mitch is going to be here. Hopefully for 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. more in the future. I mean, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, nah. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not entertaining that right now. You yo. wanted to trade AD? Nah, we're not entertaining top that right five, now. Top five. Top five player. No. <laughs> as as I said, I, I would be for trading for AD, but Mitch would have to stay some way, shape, or form. He would have to stay. All right. Here we go. What if you... Because you know he's going to have to match salaries. Yeah. What if it's Zion... Uh, Kevin, <laughs> DSJ, two first rounders. Fady. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, at the end of the day, at the at the end of the day, I mean, we gotta be realistic. Like, if the Knicks are to trade for AD, our young guys are gonna have to go. I mean, it's that it's, is it's plain real, as realistic. The only like the all like I know people keep saying why would they do? like the only reason I would even consider that because mm-hmm. people 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 get the pro the con is like the money flexibility right yeah because we have all these young guys on rookie contracts and they'll be cheap cheap talent for long term you know mm-hmm. longer terms we might be able more be, that might be able to be more sustainable mm-hmm. but um, the thing is too like when people get mad about trading these young guys for um, superstars. They're usually mad because we we're trading people who are twenty nine and thirty. Yeah, eighty is twenty five. Yeah, that's the thing. He has like ten years. Yeah, and then and, and you then, can't teach height either. Zion is six six. Yeah, <laughs> as as soon as Zion loses explosiveness, he's a shooting guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you gotta you gotta say it how it is, man. Granted, it'll be eight years from now, and yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't pick Zion first because I still would. Of course, that's that's, that's not that's what I'm consensus. saying. Anymore. That's consensus. I'm not right saying anymore. I'm just saying I'm just saying you can't teach height. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, you also have to think about it too. Ad, KD, Kyrie, or somebody else. Like you're talking championship, right? Yeah, there. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. You gotta consider it. Yeah. You just have to consider it. Exactly, but but that's that's as far as I'm going to go. Considering <laughs> because because I, I I would still be content with KD, Kyrie, or somebody else. I'd be content. Zion too. Like I'd be content with that too. You know what it is? I would be content. Like I would be sad to see our guys go because mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time we've had like some young guys on our team that we've drafted ourselves and we're excited about. Mm-hmm. But. I wouldn't be mad sad. Like, this is a mad sad that happens, right? Yeah. Like, mad sad is when we traded our first pick for Andre Bargnani. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah, that's a mad like, sad. Like, right like that don't even make sense. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like, that don't even make sense. Or when uh, Phil was trading our first, second rounders for, like, uh, like uh, uh, Camby. And... Yeah. Not that I don't like him, but it was like, dog, like, what for what? 
Yeah, can't be older retired. Yeah, like, like why do we? Like that's mad sad. Like yeah. this one would be. I have to make an adjustment mentally. Yeah. But when eighty is dunking on people's heads and shooting threes, I'm like, exactly. I can I can cry and, and cheer. Exactly. <laughs> Reject your shots left or right. Exactly. <laughs> like, especially if we end up in that scenario, we end up keeping Mitch, then we probably be we would lead the yeah, league we, in blocks. Yeah, we, exactly. Yeah, we would. Considering AD led the league in blocks uh, a year mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. We would lead the league in blocks. Yeah, and I think AD was top five this year too. So it's like, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we have two players in the top five in blocks. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that, that would be crazy. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know what? Hope Yo, hopefully... You know what? Technical difficulties. And mm-hmm. So hopefully... Um, let's see. I'm trying to get these voicemails back up. Yeah. It was working well for a very long time. Ah... But of course, technology is technology. <laughs> so I guess we gotta talk about other things while you um try to get that up. Yes, if you want to talk more about. Yeah, so um, so yeah, talking about um AD and everything, um, yeah, that it wouldn't be a necessity. That would be more like a you know I'm just gonna listen to see like what they're asking for or mm-hmm. who they're asking for and see if I want to pull the trigger. Okay. If, yeah, you know, if it has to be, if if we have to really get rid of all young players, then obviously I would be like, eh, you know, I'm not, I'm not too, you know, big on it. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like, what do like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to build or do you want to win a championship? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I I guess that's why I wouldn't be super super upset because at the end of the day. That's a championship. Yeah, it's a championship. It champi- right yeah, there. yeah, it's a championship nucleus. I don't think it would take that much more to get it. Like you would need veteran role players who can. Everybody mm. else can be three and D. Exactly. That's really all you have to do. Yeah. Three and D everywhere else, and you're good. <laughs> and I think it's a, a good a good amount of three and D players in this league where yeah. that can we can manage that. Exactly, decent players. So I mean. That's that's highly possible. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I do want to see young talent grow, and and you know, and, you yeah. know, if we, if, we, if we just get Katie and like another big name free agent, at least you know, you, at least you, at least Mitch will still be here. Kevin Knox will still be yeah. here. Yeah, it would be know? nice to re-sign somebody who's a yeah. Because we haven't, I just like we haven't signed any rookie contracts since Charlie Ward. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I mean, you have to look at it from that standpoint as well. So. AD is one of those training for AD is one of those things where it's like you're on the fence. You just you just don't know whether you would hop over that fence or you would just they'd be like, you know what, I'm not gonna climb this fence right now. I'm just gonna yeah. chill on this side. Yeah. And I have to imagine if I was a Pelicans fan mm-hmm. and I'm listening to us talk and I'm going, wait, you wouldn't trade uh, Mitchell Robinson for AD? Are you stupid? I would, <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was a Pelicans fan, yeah. I'm like, dog, you a homer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying, like, Mitch Mitch is a fan favorite right now. Yeah, that's exactly. It means more to us exactly. as, as New Yorkers. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, now, and now my dude is opening up, have his own show. Yo, Mitch, he's Mitch hilarious, Block Party. man. He's, hilarious. he's doing his little yeah. dances and his, his poses. He's yeah. going karate. Oh, my gosh. Mitch, um, come on the show, man. Exactly, yo. <laughs> he's on the list. You know what? Who else, too? Kylo Quinn. I still want Kylo Quinn. Maybe he'll be a Nick next year. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> he's a free agent. 
I mean, my dude's not even getting burned on Indiana right now. Yeah, though. so he gonna want he gonna get burned. He wanna yeah. get burned. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Matter, matter of fact, you saw the you saw the new episode of um Mitch's Block Party today. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get everybody to be his best friend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I find it funny when um he was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy Damien Dots of cookies for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he went, he went in and bought him cookies, and then he ended up eating it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> he was like he was in Brooklyn too. I was like brownstones. Yeah, he definitely did. For real. <sighs> All right, man. Yo, actually, all right, I actually, actually got a pretty good quota. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I believe this is Cody. Cody is one of the biggest Nick of Time mm-hmm. fans ever, dog. Like, he's, yo, shout out to Cody, man. He really bigs us up. He mm-hmm. always talks about how, how much he loves his show. There's nothing else out there like that. And he, mm-hmm. he's on Post Game Live um, repping us all the time. So shout out to Cody. All right, all right, that's what's up. And he's like a secret scout, too. But <laughs> Hey, guys. Cody uh, from New York uh, calling with a couple, a couple of observations. Uh, um, well, observations, sorry. Uh, so the first one, I think um, David Stern uh, left a uh, comment, like, I think last week or sometime, sometime in the last few days. Um, and I think that went that a lot of people didn't take notice of that enough. Um, I think that the fact that David Stern is still around the NBA says a lot, and David is all about business, mm. um, and so and I think the league has taken a hit with LeBron moving to LA um, in terms of the ratings. Mm. I'm not saying that we're gonna get the number one pick. I think I think every Knicks fan should prepare themselves for the fourth or fifth pick. I think that's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know I think people should not you know undervalue what. You know David Stern brings and, and and who he is. David Stern is all about making the NBA you know marketable, and and I think he he wants the NBA to be probably the number one spot. Um, so freeze those envelopes. Yeah. You got to make sure that New York is included. So um, yeah, I, I just don't think people were talking about that enough. Um, I think so. Let me get to the playoffs. I think what the playoffs has shown too, guys, is that you have to be really smart and you have to. Uh, be able to shoot a three ball. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you think about it in that way, I think I still have hope for Frank. Um, I think, you know, is, is Frank going to be around this summer? It's most likely not. I'd be very surprised if he is. But mm. I think if they, I think it's, it'd be worth it for them to see what he does with, with a better team, um, at least yeah. for the first half of the year. If he doesn't do well, then maybe look to trade him by next January, February. But I think, you know, you, you want somebody who plays defense, um, mm-hmm. having Frank in your backcourt and, and, and Mitchell in your frontcourt. That's a solid defensive team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, like, and, 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 you know, but for Frank, Frank has to be able to hit that, that three-pointer, right? He has to be able to yep. yeah. um, make that consistently for, for that's, him to have a chance in the playoffs. But that's one thing I feel like I've been robbed of, yo. I've been robbed of my vision, my all-defense lineup for a long period of, of Frank Dotson mm-hmm. and Mitch together just causing havoc all over the damn place. Nope. Yeah. I've been robbed of that, man. I've only <laughs> seen it for like a few games that David played it. Be, yeah. And we, and we gave a Golden State a run. Yeah. When it was uh Frank... Who was it? Frank... Uh, it was Frank... Frank Dotson... Was it Lance? Frank Dotson, no, Frank Dotson, Tim Hardaway. No, Frank, 
Was it Frank Tim Hardaway? I'd have to go back to the archives. Von Lay, Mitch. I think Von Lay was in there, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot that lineup. But anyway. Mitch was probably in there, too, to be real about it. Yeah, it was Mitch. Yeah. It was Mitch, Von Lay, and Frank for sure. Yeah. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. was also in there for, for um, offense. Probably, yeah, for scoring purposes, probably, yeah. Maybe Lance was in there? I think it might be Lance. We would have to go back to the archives and yeah. look, up, look up that one. Yeah. Either way, I still got we got robbed. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to this. Take a man. If you can do that, I think I think you, you keep Frank. Um, I I'm, I think the playoff is showing that someone like DeAndre Jordan, um, who who cannot shoot, is a liability in the playoffs. But I know we mm. love DeAndre, but uh, I don't. I don't see the need for DeAndre if we think we're going to make the playoff next year. Mm. Wow. And if you need someone like Hawford, you need someone who, you know, Ibaka even can can, can, can shoot threes, and you need someone who's, who's comfortable going out and, and, and playing our guys out of the three-point um, line. So I don't – he's not that kind of a player. So, yeah, I mean, I know thinking about there in mm. terms of, like, you know, who can we keep? I don't see uh, DeAndre is not to me is not someone that we should keep for Ouch um, Great mentor great guy um, but if we try to make that playoff push next year he's a liability for sure um, uh. yeah I mean that's all all I gotta say I'm, I'm saying a lot but uh, um, they definitely support the show uh, big Nick of Time fan hey. and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing the show next week alright I'm sorry Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever it comes out. Alright guys, thank you. Bye. Alright, man. Alright, Cody. Yo, shout out to my guy Cody, yo. Yeah. I have I, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand what he's I understand what he's saying about, mm-hmm. you know, you need shooting in the playoffs and then you look you look at a team like the Celtics and how you have Horford that can stretch the floor and you have a Baca that can stretch the floor, but to me it's like I still think there's value, value for players like DeAndre Jordan, Mitchell Robinson, guys like that, where they're not necessarily deep shooters. Right. But, you know, they'll still grab rebounds. They'll defend the paint, block shots, and things like that. Because, I mean, look at the Rockets. The Rockets play Capella. Yeah. I don't see I don't see that hurting the Rockets. Yeah. All you have to do is surround them with shooters. That's all. Yeah. And, they, a- and they'll have all the space inside to operate. It's all about about balance, and yeah. you know, on top of that too, I don't know if there's a lot of um, available centers who can shoot threes and play yeah. defense and re- like. There's not a lot of those out there, exactly. really. So, I mean, I understand you're watching the playoffs, like, yo, Horford can shoot threes and he's causing mm-hmm. havoc and he's giving. Like, I understand watching it, yeah. thinking we need it, and believe me. If we had a center who can shoot threes and do all that at Horford do, yeah, I would I would grab Horford over DeAndre in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're gonna be able to get Horford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Horford's locked up. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to uh, try to lock up DeAndre because I know he has some experience. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, he I do have concerns with DeAndre, mm-hmm. but it's not the concerns that he's saying. Yeah, like my concerns with DeAndre are he seems. Like, he does not want to go out to three-point line to defend. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of times this season where he just kind of lets the the big guy shoot the three and even burn from that. Yeah. And that's pretty much 
what I've seen from DeAndre this season that I would I would like to not see, mm-hmm. which is why I I really want Mitch starting, to be honest with you. Yeah. And DeAndre, I, I at least know Mitch is going to try and challenge, mm-hmm. bare minimum. Yeah. And I haven't really seen DeAndre really challenge out there consistently. Yeah, I think with DeAndre, it's more matchups, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah because, like, it's not every team you go up against is going to have that, that big, big man that can shoot three. Right. So I think with DeAndre, it's more like, more like matchups, you know? Like, for example, like, say that the Knicks go up against, um, for example... MB. And well, MB will shoot the three sometimes, but he's not a huge stress. Right, the three, but he also know? pulls people up. Yeah, so I mean, like against against a guy like Embiid, I would be like, all right, DeAndre Jordan, you could you could play him. Mm-hmm. Or like for example, I can't think of I can't think of a team in the East because a lot of teams in the East have a big that can really shoot the three. Yeah, if you look at the top teams. Yeah, they do. Yeah, which is what he's saying. Yeah, but I mean, like for example, like maybe it's even even like a team out west, like for example, like the Rockets with Capella. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I would have DeAndre Jordan on him because it's like Capella. You don't have to worry about Capella shooting no three, right? You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be in the paint or whatnot. But I also agree that at least from at least when you have to pick between Mitch and DeAndre Jordan starting, like I think I would. I think you can be interchangeable. I think it be you can case be inter- by case you know, basis. You're interchangeable with that because it's like even if you start somebody, you don't have to play that guy like the most minutes. You know, what right? I'm yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so I think that's interchangeable, but I still see value in having a guy like DeAndre Jordan or any guy like that where they can't shoot the three, but they'll defend, they'll rebound, etc. Like I still think there's value for a guy like that on a playoff team. Yeah, but I I agree with you. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, and and like I said, like, and for all, um, we might luck out and have Mitch Robinson shooting threes by the end of the year. Yeah, because um, he's already practicing, and he's already practicing. I already seen him. They was already talking about it earlier uh, in some interview. He kind of talked about how he's been stepping out. Mm-hmm. He's been um, shooting longer twos, and he's been shooting threes, and he and he's like, oh, it's been going out. He's been it's been um pretty good he, he seemed like uh, he seemed like yo and i believe the funny thing is i believe him yeah because <laughs> he talks like oh i got that in the bag yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then when you look at everything he's done yeah. over this season and how much he's improved so quickly uh-huh. you'd be like oh wait he, he he started averaging two rebounds and now he's averaging 10 yeah that, uh, yeah he probably does have it in the bag right now he probably yeah. can't shoot threes he's probably <laughs> freaking <laughs> dirt 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 from three right now who exactly. knows as, as long as he's no Ben Simmons, I'm good. Oh, Ben Simmons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. My man won't even attempt a jumper, man. Bruh. He he he's gonna need it. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna need he's gonna have to do something about yeah, that, though. Sooner or later, man. But yeah, it's 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 a wrap for them, though. It's gonna Raptors is gonna Raptors is gonna roll steamroll clean. Yeah, Raptors look like yeah, Raptors look like they they got him. He gotta shoot. He has to shoot to have a prayer. Yeah. And I already know what he's gonna be doing this offseason. They're actually up by 15. Hmm? They're up by 15 tonight. They're up by 15? Oh. The uh the, the 76ers? Yo, uh, Chris the cameraman came through with okay. the, the facts on <laughs> on air. Oh man. <laughs> Shout out to Chris, man. The reliable Chris, the cameraman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> still think Raptors gonna win the series, though. <laughs> I still think so too. Yeah. I still think so too. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, next question though. This one I'm gonna read from my phone because I I, I don't know. I'm not sure if if we can take calls from overseas, but I think this guy's from overseas, which is why he chose to send us 
the questions on Twitter where I was promoting this. All right. He goes, hey, guys. This is from uh, Mikhail Callis. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Just two questions. <clears throat> if we fall in the lottery to pick three to five, do we trade up for a higher pick? Mm-hmm. Ryan, would you trade up for a higher pick? Me personally, no. Just for the simple fact that if we're to build a winning team, I do want to have those draft picks, you know, stashed yeah. for the future. So I wouldn't trade up. I would just be like whoever's the best available from at three, four, five. I'm just gonna go with that player and ride it. I agree with you. I'm not trading. I'm not trading up. If anything, I might trade down. If anything, <laughs> yeah. you get more draft picks. Exactly, <laughs> get more draft picks. Get the. I'll take that. I see somebody out there that I want, and I want next mm-hmm. year's first. Thank you. All yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> anything trade up? Nah. Nah. And three to five, I have people three to five that I, three four that I think might be available that I would like anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, no, nah, it wouldn't trade up, nope. and I might trade down if anything. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, here you go. All right. Question number two: If Katie is a lock to the Knicks, and you had a choice between Kyrie and Leonard, no, who would you pick? This question had me going Ooh. back and forth, and forth and back, man. Back and forth and forth and back because I have my ideal. But there's one huge question mark. What do you want to say, man? I think for me, if I have to choose, I have to go with the floor general. I would have to, have to I would have to go with Kyrie. Just for the simple fact, I just think that Kate uh, Katie and Kawhi, I don't know if they might butt heads. I exactly you know, I, I yeah. Since they both play on the wing and they and they might o- occupy similar student positions on the floor. That's my only concern with Katie and Kawhi, which is why I would rather the floor general and Kyrie. I feel yeah. It's funny because I think you can work around. I think you can have Katie play anywhere. I feel like he can play two to mm-hmm. two to four. Yeah. But at the same time, we need a guard that can shoot. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to, yo. We need a guard. Ask Damian Lillard and Wessel Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a guard that can shoot. Yeah. And I, like I said before, I love DSJ. Mm-hmm. I love what he does. But I need, we need somebody who can stretch the floor at that, at that point guard position is going to open up everything. The only yeah. thing, if, if Kyrie wasn't such a damn head case... <laughs> I don't I don't know man. I think the only reason he's a head case right now is because he don't want to be a bosser. That's what I believe. Oh man. I, I just feel like he don't want to be in Boston right now and he and I think and I feel like he just wants to experience free agency. So I think that's why he's a head case right now. I think if he actually goes to a team that where he wants to be at. Yeah. I don't think I he feel, I, I guess I yeah, I don't think he'll be that much of a head case. I don't case. know, man. I think that's that's just that's just him. <laughs> I, think that's, I think he's young, he's going through the pains, he's trying to figure out who he is. He hasn't figured it out yet. And yeah. he's figuring it out on camera and it doesn't look pretty sometimes. I think yeah. that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, look at the Celtics. They're, they're performing pretty well with him. That's the thing. When it comes to basketball, <laughs> yeah. it don't matter. When it's playoff time, shut up and play. That's, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. But Kawhi is doing the same thing. That is true, too. And listen, I I went back and forth, though. I'm not going to lie, though. Yeah. I went back and forth. I said Kawhi earlier. Then I said Kyrie. And I think I'm going to go with Kyrie. Even with my reluctancy. 
Yeah. Only because we just need shooters at the guard position. Yeah, exactly. To open things up. And if even if we do have Kawhi and KD, I feel like the balance, mm-hmm. I feel like we can kind of make it work just because we, we definitely would need a point, like a, a, a you know, even a, a lower tier point guard to yeah, solid keep, point. keep us honest. Like maybe a Collison or somebody like I mentioned. Yeah. But um, I think ideally, as far as spacing and balance. And yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie would be the ideal yeah. choice if it was just game. Yeah, and I'll, I'm I'm gonna take that chance on Kyrie. I'm gonna take the chance. Yeah, and you can't you can't even argue injury history because both both players are injury prone. So it's like it's either pick it's like choose your poison. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yo, I think we have. Let's see. You know, what? I might wrap it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think we might have maybe ten minutes or so, maybe. All right, so you know, I'm gonna do this last question. Yeah, the, the, I mean, and then like we, one more call, and then yeah, yeah one wrap more call, it up. bro, yeah. pick. Yeah, and then we wrap out. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, thank you for calling, man. Because people who call in, y'all give us actual content to talk about. Yeah. So thank you guys for calling in. You're helping the show go along. And you know, exactly. you, you're giving us love, you're showing us love, and we get to show you love and you know, mm-hmm. reciprocate that. So it's cool that, you know. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I definitely do. Most definitely. Make this show more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all love these voicemails, man. This is like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the best thing we came up with. Yeah, yeah. this is like one of my new favorite segments now, yo. <laughs> All right. Here's our last caller. Now our last caller he called today. Oh, last minute. Last, last minute. Because I, I, I had hit on Twitter. I was like, yo, on my way to record. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, word, I still got time. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that voicemail in the buzzard. So here we go. This is my guy, Slizzy. He, he's been following us over here for a minute, man. Yeah. Shout out to Slizzy. He's also a big KOT supporter. Yeah, I follow my IGs. I know about him. Yeah, you know about Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He always he always bigs us up hard, too. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. Here we go. Yo, 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 my God, Jay Ellis. <laughs> now, it's your boy Slizzy Take, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Having We all going through this tough season together, so I appreciate y'all. Y'all got me through a lot of cold and lonely nights. <laughs> but let me get right into it, man. Why can be lonely? Positionless <laughs> basketball, right? So, David Fisdale says he wants this positionless lineup. It's tall wing defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the dream for us is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So let's say hypothetically speaking, Fisdale, he's just so much of this player whisperer. What if he can tell KD, hey, bro, I want you to play shooting guard. Mm. And KD like, hmm, shooting guard. But here's my reasoning for that. We get Kyrie and we get Kevin Durant and we get Zion, hopefully, Lord Zion, Mount Zion. We can put a starting five out with Kyrie, KD at the two, Kevin Knox at the three. Kevin Knox, I'm banking on him to get way better than he was this season. Even though he was, he averaged 12 to 13 points, I, I expect for major improvement. Them Kentucky boys always come to play hard. All right. Knox at the three. And he'll probably get a he'll probably get an inch taller, probably like six nine, six ten. But I was hoping so that. Hopefully, what you're banking on, Mitch come back with a three point shot. K 
Kevin Knox come back an even deadlier shooter, and you know KD and and, and Kyrie, that's that's going really. Then you get DeAndre Jordan, Lonzo Trey, and those guys off the bench. One more thing. Kevin Durant wearing that number seven, bro. Yes! Oh, going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I got the goosebumps like the caller from the other team. <laughs> I'm going to holler at y'all, yo. Y'all already know. Slizzy, straight from Harlem. State of the New York Knicks. Now I listen to you a lot, brother. Peace. Oh, Yo, man. he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's fun. That's a funny dude. <laughs> wow. Katie wearing a number seven? Yo, I forgot to mention that. Did you see that conference with KD was wearing a number seven hat? Nah, I didn't I didn't see that. Yo, after they uh broke uh Rorak's heart, took it out their chest, mm-hmm. KD was at the po- was uh was at the press conference with number seven hat on. What after game one recently? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's talking. Yeah, talking to the people. Is that from Melo's line? I, that's that. I'm, I, yo, man, listen. Because I know Melo got his own clothing I, line. So I, I mean, <laughs> dog. That's what everybody. That's that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, I need to look that up. That's yo. what I'm saying. Like I was, yeah. I was like, yo, is that a, is that Melo's? Is that, what is, ha- what is happening, man? Yo. During the, that. <laughs> I feel is that a troll? I feel like I'm being trolled right now, yeah. dog. I feel like he's trolling us right now, dog. Is he trolling us? KD low key sending signals, exactly. yo. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. But um the other part of that, I got distracted by the seven hat. Mm-hmm. KD at the two. Knox at the three. That's an interesting lineup. Yeah, it is. Because Knox, towards the end of the year, even as bad as he was shooting, he was shooting like 40% from the three. And that corner three was money. Yeah. I'd imagine KD on the court Mm -hmm. and that spacing. Yeah. That percentage from that corner is going to go up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the idea, but it all really depends on Knox's development, more so on the defensive end than anything. Yeah. Like really, mm-hmm. like if you can shoot corner threes and play defense, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, here's my only beef with it though, because the way I see it, like, I agree. I would I would probably have KD at the two. I would probably have Kyrie at the one. Mm-hmm. Zion would definitely be in that lineup if we end up drafting him. Mm-hmm. Starting center, you can interchange Mitch, DeAndre Jordan, however you want to start. But Mitch would be getting, but Mitch would definitely be getting most of those minutes. Right. That, but that three spot, I'm still, I'm still stuck on Dotson playing that. No, nah, I feel you. you I, know? I, I mean, ideally, my ideal was is Kyrie, Dotson, mm-hmm. Durant, Zion, Mitch. That's my dream lineup. Yeah. Exact same as Joe Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Joe Button said, I was like, thank you. Yeah. Yo, when somebody tell Joe Button to unblock me on Twitter, though. Like, somebody <laughs> tell Joe Button to unblock me on Twitter. I don't even know why he blocked. Yo, Button, matter of fact, yo, someone needs to contact Joe Button and tell him to come through. Yeah. You know yo, what I'm saying? It was funny. Because those of you who don't know the story, I got blocked because I think I just got lumped into the group. Mm-hmm. I was actually defending him, but I think he was just like, yo, all these weird dudes is like, <laughs> got me in the mention. Somebody just blocked everybody. And I was like, yeah. yo, I got put in the group and I didn't actually put in the Twitter group. Somebody yeah. threw me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So somebody, yo, Anthony, mm-hmm. yo, Anthony MSG, he did an interview with us mm-hmm. a while ago. Anthony, if you're watching this, tell Joe Button unblock me. Y'all cool now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, I, I feel you. I'm on that. I like Dotson at the two. Mm-hmm. But depending on um the defense, I wouldn't mind Kevin at three if he lives up to his actual potential. Because mm-hmm. if... Especially considering the length of you can switch yeah. wherever you want, but Kevin hasn't really showed me that much yet. Yeah, and here's here's another thing too about putting Knox in the lineup too, because the way I think about it too, I'm like, this is why I would rather him rather him with the second unit, mm. because I feel like if if Knox is just playing with KD and Kyrie in the first unit, he's gonna pretty much be a spot up shooter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Knox is more than just a spot-up shoot. I feel like I still want to develop him in some way. As a playmaker. Exactly. Which That's is a why good idea. Which is why I would want him in the second unit. Because I feel like with KD and Kyrie off the floor, that would allow him to assume more control of the offense. With him in Trier. Pretty exactly. Well. Mm. And continue to develop his game that way. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Very fair point. And great question. Great comment by uh, Slizzy, man. Yeah, Shout most out to definitely. You, man. Yeah. Shout out to you. Alright, man. This is a I, I, I kinda like this show. It was a good show. I yeah. like the voicemails. Man, it seems like we ate a lot more time more time than I thought. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's no bro, there's no ooh picks today. Yeah, I mean, I no, mean Nick's not playing. Nick's not playing. You know what? Well, you know what? We should have one ooh though. Future Knicks players. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's performances in the playoffs. Oh, Kyrie's performances in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> and, and 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 one, and just one more player, Damian. Um, Damian Lillard when he hit that game-winning shot in Game Five, that crazy shot from like forty <sighs> feet away. I'm, that, that I'm was cold-blooded. I'm gonna break my rule for the first time ever. Yeah, I f- I I'm hesitating because damn. <laughs> I don't give anybody outside of Knicks a ooh pick. Dame, you're the first one. Oh. All right, it's over. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get the uh, bro picks now. Yeah. I, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna, I know. I don't know if you have twenty. I'm gonna give my bro pick. All right. Here's my bro pick. My bro pick goes to the refs. <laughs> the Rockets versus. The, the, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Now, listen, man. I'm not even going to give the bro pick for the refs for that game. Because we all saw what happened with that game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's discussion of what's a foul, what's not a foul. The kick out. He's not in, 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 his, in his, his space. He is in his space. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say his, I'm talking about, of course, James Harden. Yeah. My bro pick is really for the refs for the way they referee James Harden all year. Not the playoffs Mm -hmm. all year. Because I believe because they gave James James Harden those kick-out fouls Mm -hmm. all season, he's expecting them now in the playoffs, and now you're not giving to him. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have got him in the first place. Yeah. In my opinion. Because you're not supposed to be able to... Reggie Miller was doing that same thing, and they changed that rule for him. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, James Harden does it, and you forgot the rule exists. Yeah. So my my bro pick is for the refs for not enforcing that rule all season and now have having James Harden feel entitled mm-hmm. to have every kick called a foul. Yeah. 
Bruh. Not to say there weren't there weren't times where, you know, Clay Thompson landed in his his landing space. That was mm-hmm. egregious. I but in in general, the refs just need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yeah, fair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one bruh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm out. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly go through these broad picks. First broad pick goes to the Houston Rockets. Because Bruh. I don't know if y'all heard today, but um the Rockets the Rockets dissected game seven last year of the Western Conference Finals. Oh because man. because they're mad about all the missed calls that happened in game one mm-hmm. of this year's um semifinal okay. in the Western Conference. And they came up with 81 missed calls in that game seven last year. 81 missed calls. 81? And they sent that into the NBA. Wow. Bruh. (laughs) Was that what you were waiting for? Yes. (laughs) The Rockets are super mad, and now they're super crying. Y'all need to suck it up, be a man, and play defense, and win games, all right? Stop that crying stuff. Bruh. How about hit shots? Hmm? Or hit shots. Or hit shots. And not try to draw fouls. Exactly. And I think they forgot the, how they missed like 27 straight threes in that game 7-2 last year. Bruh. So, I mean, maybe that's another reason why you lost? Bruh. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Stop crying and play ball, man. Yeah, man. And my, and my last bruh goes to the New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> for picking Daniel Jones at number six. Bruh. Bruh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> damn it, damn I mean, it, damn it. Oh. Go ahead, Ryan, go ahead. I know you mad. I, I'm not I a Giants mean, fan. <laughs> I could go on a whole rant right now. You pass on Dwayne Haskins, which is perfect. The dude is a Giants fan. Dude put up 51 touchdowns, eight intercepts at, at Ohio State. Why y'all passed him? Because he's a black quarterback. Like, I really want to know why y'all passed on him. That's number one. Damn. Number two, the dude is like fourth-ranked best quarterback in the draft. Some people got to rank as low as the fifth-ranked, fifth-best quarterback, sixth-best quarterback. Fourth-fifth-fifth. And they're going to pick him at the, at the number six pick in the draft. Wow. Just because of connection. Just because wow. his just because his, just because his quarterback Nepotism. coach was... Exactly. <laughs> Just because his quarterback coach coached Eli and Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning is the current quarterback of the New York Giants. Damn. <sighs> I can go on and on about Gettleman's moves this season, going back to the Odell Beckham Jr. trade and all that, but this is a Knicks show, so I'm not going to go into much detail, but I'm That's very That's the first thing I that. thought about when you, I thought about your rant when that happened. Yeah, but... <laughs> But, yeah, I'm upset at the pick. But, but I have to admit, though, the rest of the draft was pretty good for the Giants. It's just that one dumbass pick where I'm the just The most like, important one? Exactly. That <laughs> one dumbass pick where I'm like, really? Damn, man. Bruh. <sighs> the wrong man from Duke got picked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke that came out around. That's the wrong Duke player we drafted. Like, we, we're, we're trying to go after Zion with the Knicks. We're yeah. not trying to go after another Duke playing football. Yeah, we, man. Duke, who, who even knew Duke had a football team, yo? Bruh. John's GM did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, I've seen the dude play one game. So I'm not going to act like I'm no expert or anything like that. But the one game I saw him play, I was not impressed. I was like, yo, this is this is a dude that people are saying is going to succeed at the next level. I wasn't impressed. So, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Mm. 
Mm. I'm hoping he proves me wrong. I hope so. But y- y'all should have bought him my dude Haskins. And if you didn't, and if you weren't going to bring, hey him my man, dude, they booed KP when he was. Tra- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying y'all should have oh, either man. bought him my dude Haskins, or if you weren't going to go to quarterback with that six pick, you should have bought in damn Josh Allen, who's a beast at defensive end, and we need pass rushers. So. Besides that, I mean, I'm cool with the rest of the Giants draft, but that man. yeah, that pick really pissed me off, man. I'm so, I'm sorry, right? I'm yeah. sorry. <sighs> Anything else to get off your chest, man? Uh, no, nah, I'm good right now. Yeah, I'm good. That was a, that, so that wasn't even a who's man's assist. That was a bro. You know what? Matter of fact, yeah, get him in. Whose man's is whose this? man's is this? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in a minute. Word. <laughs> <sighs> All right. That was our show. That is it. Um, yeah, next week should be dope. Yeah. I think we should have Terry next week. I'm thinking hopefully if everything goes well. Um, also a nice call in. Next week should be a nice show. And you know what? You guys can call in as well. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, shoot. What's the number off the top of my head? I don't remember off the top of my head. But you know what? Um, where can they find you, Ryan? You can find me on IG at Sergio is chilling. That is S I R. Sergio is chilling. You know, yes. you know, I was paying attention. I was waiting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is S I R G is C H I L L I N. Um, I'm gonna get back to the writing soon. Um, it just depends on you know what happens with the news and stuff. There hasn't been much Knicks news lately, so therefore that's why I haven't been writing much. But hopefully after the Knicks, after we finally figure out who the Knicks are going to, what position the Knicks are going to draft, you know, in the NBA draft, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. then that's when I'll definitely put something out and, you know. Yeah, yo. Yeah. And listen, man, we trying to get, we trying to get um, sponsorship over here. We trying, so everybody who watches the show, love the show, like, subscribe, share, uh, um, Write comments on iTunes, uh, grade us on iTunes. Like, we really trying to make this thing work. We really trying to grow this thing out. Actually hire and pay people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, get more writers, get more help, get more thinkers. We really trying to grow this thing out. So if you really love the KOT show, definitely, definitely, definitely promote us. That's the best way you can help us. Or buy merch. Yeah. Or just, you know, or just contribute to the show and call, too. And if you want to call onto the show, just call. Number is 888 888- Three five nine five six seven zero. That's eight 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 three five nine five six seven zero. And yeah, that is it. I am JLS. You can find me at JLS Draws Things on Instagram because I draw things. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Nicotime Show. You can find us on the Nicotimeshow.com. You can see his blogs. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. And you can hear us on Dash Radio as well. I am Jay Ellis. That's your boy Ryan G. Yes, sir. And we are out of here. Peace. Dreams. <laughs>